Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And welcome to the State of the Saints podcast live on YouTube. Thank you very much for tuning in. Really do appreciate the time. Um, we're recording this and we're going live on a Saturday night. So thank you all very much for your time. Really do appreciate it. Uh, for all those out there celebrating the 4th of July, you know, uh, happy 4th to you. I uh, hope you had a good day. But on this edition of the State of the Saints podcast, we're going to be talking about Drew Brees. And I want to talk a little bit about an article that came out by Who That Dish. And they were asking a question, should the Saints move on from Drew Brees after the 2020 season? Now, for all those that probably checked out the last episode of the State of the Saints podcast, I had my guy, Jai, Jared Anderson, a host of Lanyard Legends. Uh, he was a guest on the State of the Saints podcast, and he has some very strong feelings about Drew Brees. You know, he felt like Drew Brees, is, his time is up. It's time for the Saints to move on from Drew Brees. And thus, we move forward. A couple of days later, we see an article that says that, you know, maybe the Saints need to think about moving on from Drew Brees. And they gave three uh, different reasons why. Um, reason number one was, you know, the fact that Drew Brees is 41 years old. Drew Brees is 41. Uh, as you all know, you know, quarterbacks don't really play that long. I understand this is a new NFL where guys can play much longer uh, due to the rules and the fact that all the rules kind of cater to the quarterback. So that creates longevity in their careers. Uh, another reason was uh, the fact that they have a superstar that's backing up uh, Drew Brees and Jameis Winston are potential superstars. So I'll talk a little bit about Jameis later. And the third reason was the number – um, his numbers have declined over the past three years um, from the last time he threw 5,000 yards was in 2016 in 2017 he threw for 4,000 yards in 2018 he threw for 3,000 and that last season he threw for 2,900 yards so every single year his numbers have uh, has went down so I, I'm just wondering like should the Saints uh, move on from Drew Brees and um, that's something very interesting man I know Drew Brees is a sensitive subject in a who that nation you got so many people out there that love drew Brees. they appreciate drew Brees. they you know they, they can't think of the saints without being without drew Brees. and then you have those people out there that remember the days where the saints were just absolutely horrible and they couldn't buy a win and now you look at drew Brees, he brings legitimacy and he brings credibility to the who that nation and the new orleans saints organization and they feel like it's a little bit of treason if you will if they turn their backs on Drew Brees. So that's the question of the night, man. That's the question we're going to be tackling. Should the Saints move on from Drew Brees? It's very, very simple. Um, are you ready to see somebody else in the starting quarterback position for the New Orleans Saints? Or do you feel like Drew Brees still has more left in the tank and is completely blasphemous that we even have in this conversation? And we're also going to be talking about Jameis Winston. Um, Jameis Winston uh he, he put some video out man video footage of him practicing at his house uh he has a backyard and uh, he has enough backyard that he can you know run quarterback drills back there so we're going to be talking about that as well but i would love to hear from you let's see what's going on in the chat right now uh chemo thank you very much thank you for checking out the podcast uh kiki uh thank you uh kirian thank you very much for being a part of the podcast jack cp3 Travis and Dalton. Um, 
Uh, Dalton says, and Daniel Bryan voice, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I get it, man. You know, I completely understand why people feel that Drew Brees shouldn't, um, you know, it's time, it's time is not up just yet. I can I get why they're saying that, but I can also understand why people are saying that Drew Brees needs to retire after this year. I mean, we have to be honest, folks. Um, you got a lot of guys that are about to uh, be up on their contracts and they're going to want a, a substantial amount of money. And the fact that Drew Brees is still on the books, it could, you know, cause us to have a guy that's really, really good end up going to another team, something that we don't want. Now, if Drew Brees leaves, that frees up a whole lot of salary cap that you can go out here and you can sign players and you can also get guys at free agency to make your team all the more uh, of a contender. So um, that, that'll be very interesting as well. Um, let's see. Let's, let's see what we got here. Now, nah, Drew Brees' success came from Sean Payton. He did the same thing to Drew that he does with all – uh, his layers, but playing to their strengths. Um, look, man, I, I think that we both, I, I think there's some validity behind what you just said, uh, Jack CP3. I'm not going to completely dismiss that. Um, Drew Brees was not what he is for, for the New Orleans Saints. He was not that when he was with Marty Scheinheimer and the San Diego Chargers. He was not. Um, he was a really good quarterback. He was decent. Um, but there was a reason why they thought they needed to go out and get Phillip Rivers back in 2003. They felt like Drew Brees was not the guy. And um, also the fact that a lot of people thought that Drew Brees was damaged goods. You know, him leaving San Diego, uh, Miami had opportunity to get him. They said that, well, I don't think he's going to be able to be the quarterback that he once was because of his rotator cuff. Excuse me. I'm yelling it like I'm tired. I'm not even really tired. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, you know, he ended up going to the New Orleans Saints. And, um, you know, the rest is history, man. Him and Sean Payton can join at the hips. Uh, but I will say this, man. Everybody can't do what Drew Brees does. I think that that's wrong for us to say. Uh, Sean Payton does cater to the strengths of, of the uh, players, but it still takes the player to be able to execute it. So I think there's some validity behind that. But I, I don't want to say that somebody else is going to come in and they'll be putting up the same amount of numbers as Drew Brees. That's just not true. Um, you know, there's a reason why he's the most accurate quarterback in the National Football League. And there's a reason why guys can't go throughout the season and have single digit interceptions like Drew Brees has in the past. So can't just say it's just, you know, because of Sean Payton. It, it takes two to tango in this in this case. Uh, Drew Brees is being selfish. That from Kiki, fifteen, so handsome. Um, let, let's check this out, Kiki. Um, I can understand why people say can say that Drew Brees is being selfish. Um, but I also understand that a quarterback is hard to find, especially a franchise elite quarterback. That type of quarterback production is hard to find, and I think one of the reasons why we think the way we do right now is because we have been spoiled. Um, at the fact that over the past fifteen years we have had above average quarterback play so where we look at teams like the you know the jacksonville jaguars or the buffalo bills or the miami dolphins who over the course of almost a decade has never had really true production at the quarterback position we just kind of just you know don't even pay that much attention because of drew Brees. but there's going to be a lot of unanswered questions when he retires man and i think a lot of people are going to realize how important he was at the quarterback position 
not only is Drew Brees accurate, not only does Drew Brees make good decisions, but Drew Brees also lines the guys up where they need to be. Drew Brees also can understand the defenses that's coming at him. He can understand the blitz. And when you have a young quarterback, sometimes it takes him some time in order for him to get acclimated to the offense and be able to read defenses. So, that's, I mean, I get it, but Drew Brees is being really selfish because we almost got Tom Brady, but then Drew Brees talking about he don't want to retire. I think, excuse me, I think it's time for him to let those uh, young boys do their thing. Uh, I think that's a little bit of a... <laughs> I think there's a little bit of hypocrisy on, uh, in that statement. You know what I'm saying, Kiki? I'm just going to be honest, okay? We said you, at the end, you said that the young boys need to, you know, get they, you know, need to get the opportunity. Then you bring up 43-year-old Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm just playing. Man. I'm just joking around. But I get what you're saying, man. You want guys like Teddy Bridgewater. You want guys like Taysom and, and Jameis to get the opportunities. And that's a, that's a good, fair uh, assessment and that's something that i feel like is fair kiki um the, the thing about it is man like i said drew Brees is an elite quarterback you're not going to put him to the back of the line i think that sean payton understands that drew Brees is special not only to the organization but to his team as well now i know he, he made some controversial comments and a lot of people feel like that's going to affect the locker room i really don't man because i feel like drew Brees has enough skins on the wall uh, for people to understand where his heart really is. And um, I think that those guys still are going to want to play for him. But, I mean, yeah, I, I do believe that uh, Drew Brees was supposed to retire after this season. I feel like uh, Teddy Bridgewater only came back to the Saints because he thought that Drew Brees was going to retire after this season and the Saints were going to sign him to a contract kind of similar to what the Carolina Panthers did. But it didn't happen because Drew Brees came back. The plan backfired on the Saints. And, uh, I, I mean, the Saints still are in a very good position. They signed Jameis Winston. So if Jameis Winston comes in, he plays well in preseason, uh, he does all the good things in, in practice and in the, in the film room, I feel like the Saints still have a succession plan uh, for Drew Brees. So, honestly, in my opinion, I feel like you're getting a little bit of an upgrade at the quarterback position. We were all talking about Teddy Bridgewater, but in my honest and humble opinion, I feel like Jameis Winston is better than Teddy Bridgewater. Now, I understand he throws interceptions um, like we throw bees at Mardi Gras, but at the end of the day, he still has great arm talent, and I feel like uh, with the right coach, they can settle him down and play to his strengths, uh, like someone said earlier, and uh, I think that he'll be a much better quarterback than he was in Tampa. Uh, Tory uh, Shepard says... Uh, Drew throws a lot of intel himself. This past year and the year before, I think was the only time he was in the single digits. A year prior, he's been 12 to 14 interceptions a year or more. Um, yeah, that's a very good point. Um, I, I agree, I agree with you on that, but it has a lot to do with the fact that the balance attack that the Saints were having with, with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara over the past uh three years. And also, you know what I'm saying, the fact that back in, the, in a, like the earlier 2000s, you know, the, the Saints were throwing the ball all over the place. That's when Drew Brees was in his prime. That's when he was throwing for 5,000 yards each season. You know, that's when he was out there throwing all those uh, touchdowns. And you put the ball in the air those many times, you know, most likely 
you're going to have yourself some double digit interceptions. So um, he has cut down on them, you know, once the Saints uh, got themselves a little bit more of a balanced attack. So the way that I look at it, uh, you know, those those high rate interceptions are going to come with the territory, especially when you put the ball in the air so many times. But that's a good point. Uh, but I mean, you see what he does when he has a balance attack. He has some of his best seasons at the quarterback position. Uh, he meant interceptions. I, I I got what you were saying, man. Uh, where do Drew go? Uh, where he said, where do Drew go during the playoffs? You know, I really don't know. Um, I, I can't answer that question. I don't know where he goes. Uh, it seems like it's almost like when you're watching Space Jam and um, the aliens came down um, and. They took all the talents of Patrick Ewing and Larry Johnson and, and Sean Bradley, if he actually had talent to take, and Muggsy Bowles. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of similar to that. You know, maybe maybe those aliens come down every playoffs and uh, Drew Brees touches the wrong football and they take his talent back to Mormon Mountain to play Michael Jordan in a, in a tomb squad. Maybe that's what happened with it. I, I'm not sure. But I do know this. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I feel like uh, – you know, he does need to play a little bit better in the playoffs because uh, right now he's starting to look like the new modern age uh, Peyton Manning, a guy that's a, re a great regular season quarterback, puts up big numbers, but looks like uh, a complete shell of himself in the playoffs. You have other guys that do the complete opposite, like the Joe Flacco's and the Eli Manning's, but Drew Brees seems like he is the modern day Peyton Manning since Peyton Manning is no longer in the league. Um, I stayed home all day. Didn't have any fort plans. Uh, Jerry, I, I did the same exact thing, uh, to be honest with you, my friend. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I really didn't celebrate the fort. Uh, the only thing I was uh, supposed to do today, I was supposed to, uh, I took my son to uh, um, his swim lessons, you know, his first swim class, and I was excited about that. After that, I came home, and, uh, man, I've been watching, like, Homeland. I don't know if y'all know what that is, but it's a show on Showtime. Uh, it was real popular. I don't know if it's still on TV or not, but I started watching the first season of it. I've been binge watching that. I know it got like eight seasons. So I, I just kind of just been into that. And not to mention, I think I watched, yeah, I watched Boat today, the Walt Disney uh, cartoon Boat about the super dog. You know, I watched that with passion. And so that's what my fourth was. My girl had to work. So we were just chilling all day. But happy fourth to everybody that went out, um, especially right around here. Man, I don't think I want to go out. All this stuff about COVID nineteen and stuff like that going on, man. I ain't got no time for that. But uh, let's see. Kirion says we appreciate what Drew has done for the Saints organization and to the city of New Orleans. But I believe that this will be his final season, and Father Time is closing in on him. Grand opening, grand closing. That's a good point, uh, Kirion. Thank you very much for your statement, my brother. Oh, uh, yeah, man. A lot of people feel the way that you do, Kirion, you know, but I am one of those people that feel like Drew Brees deserves to uh, retire um, on his own accord. Uh, you know, it's not like he plays so terrible to a point where we try we need to kick him up out of town. It's not like he's a mere shell of himself. I mean, he still is productive. It's just the fact that, you know, in the playoffs, we have a little bit of an issue with Drew Brees, you know, but I feel like the Saints need to do him some favors. And they need to do what uh, a lot of other teams do when they have these older quarterbacks. They rely on the running game and they have a lights out defense. And that's what the Saints need. You know, like when Peyton Manning was playing for the Denver Broncos and, you know, what I'm saying he was really struggling. I'm talking about the year before he retired. 
what did the Broncos do? They went out there and they got themselves a lights out defense, man. They got a really good defense, guys that was able to stop, um, you know, be able to stop anybody. And, you know, sometimes when Peyton Manning couldn't get the ball where it needed to be, they were able to have those phone boot type victories. So I think the Saints need to do the same thing. I think that the Saints need to get themselves a lights out defense. They need to get a really stingy defense. I think that they, if they were to get like a really elite, true defense and a really true running game, I think that Drew Brees can do enough to get the Saints where they need to be. But as long as they continue to have these same issues, these same problems, where the offense is dominating, the defense giving up big plays, then we're going to continue to be in the same situation. So uh, um, Sean Payton and the offense are not doing Drew Brees any favors by not running a football and the defense isn't doing them any favors either by giving up big plays at the end of the game. You got to be able to uh, compensate for, for your older quarterback, man. And regardless, I know what people are saying, oh, man, you're making excuses for Drew, but you know what I'm saying? But I want you to pay attention to this too. You know, the same thing that I'm asking for with Drew Brees is the same thing that a young quarterback will need to succeed. Uh, what is a, a young quarterback's best friend? A young quarterback coming into the league. His best, his best friend is a good defense and a good running game. Okay, so why is it that a 43-year-old quarterback um, like Tom Brady and what well, 41-year-old quarterback, what are they going to need in order to succeed? The same exact thing. Because unlike the, the, the young quarterback who don't know the playbook, you have to compensate for the 41 and the 43-year-old quarterback who may not have the arm strength or the mobility they once had in their 20s. So the Saints need to do Drew Brees a favor and get an elite defense, and Sean Payton need to stop playing and let these boys run the football. Josh and Jesus, thank you very much for the $2, my brother. I really do appreciate that. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that a lot. Uh, Victor says, imagine if we just signed Cam uh, and taught that, that freight train how to be more accurate. That would have been scary. Uh, Victor, um, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I'm, I'm with you with the Cam, um, Cam Newton. I like Cam Newton, but there's some things that you really can't teach, man, and that's uh, accuracy. You know, like it's, it's rather you have it or you don't. You know what I'm saying? You might have it, and they might teach you different, like, different mechanic tools in order for you to be a little bit more accurate. But if you have that same old system that got you to the dance, it's going to be hard for you to shape. Cam Newton has always struggled with his accuracy. Um, Cam Newton has always struggled, uh, you know, with, with his throws but the thing about it is he was so talented uh running the football also uh you know those uh those plays where they break down and he's able to get out of the pocket and, and pass it to the receiver you know these receivers were making plays so man i'm i'm i like cam newton but there's certain things that you just can't teach i'm not just so upset that they didn't get cam i think Jameis can be a really good quarterback and he's young he has a lot to learn uh boxing prophet says it's the host yes sir yeah, thank you very much boxing for profits uh boxing prophets excuse, uh, excuse me uh he says uh breeze gonna ball out this year uh we winning it all but i like that optimism right there boxing profits um I, I think that a lot of people uh feel the same way that you do hopefully we do win it all uh joe what's going on man appreciate you uh for checking out the live here tonight uh, let's see. I think Drew Brees on strength is an understatement. He did throw a bomb uh, in the Vikings uh, playoff game. 
that guy intercept you. Uh, well, I wouldn't call it a bomb. I would call it a wobbly duck. Um, <laughs> I mean, dude don't have arm strength, man. I mean, there's nothing wrong with us being honest. Like, this doesn't make us uh, any less of a fan of Drew Brees. But, you know, I mean, none of us are what we used to be. You know, unless you're like in your early 20s or something. I mean, you got your whole life ahead of you. Um, I, I usually make a joke. Like, when I was like 19, 20 years old, I had so much, uh, I had so much of a vertical leap where if I'm on a fast break, I can jump so high, I can just drop the ball uh, into the net. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, I, my, my, I basically just get completely over the rim. Now, if I, I couldn't do that to save my life, you know what I'm saying? Around this age, my feet don't leave the ground. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just what it is. Uh, you know, like, we, we are not the same as we get older. You know what I'm saying? We slow down. We start to get them joint pains. You know what I'm saying? We reach in that medicine cabinet to get that leave a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? We go get that flex all. We go get that uh icy hot. Man, y'all know what I'm talking about. It's just the way of the it's just the way of life, man. And there's nothing wrong with that. Drew Brees has had some incredible seasons, and he's still a credible quarterback. But we have to understand that once again, Father Time is undefeated. And I mean, that's just the truth. I'll be ripping him. Thank you very much for the five dollars. He says. Are you going to do a show about uh, the the fart capabilities of the old line? Uh, Ram looks like he can fart. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can do a show about that. I don't know how interesting that'll be. I'll be ripping them. But um, Ryan Ramchek is an incredible offensive lineman who I feel like is going to get paid. Um, and I think that uh, that whole offensive line, they're young and they're going to uh, be together for a very long time. I think Drew Brees arm strength. Oh, I already read that one, but yeah, man, back to around what he was saying. I, I, man, his arm strength isn't there anymore, but he's still a good quarterback. Jason King said, "What are your thoughts on a black national anthem?" Um, I think it's a nice touch. You know, I think it's the fact that the I can see that the NFL is trying, um, you know, to make sure that they acknowledge the, uh, you know, the African Americans that that play in the National Football League. And I, I think that that's a good look, man. You know what I'm saying? You want to show respect to, you know, you know, the African-Americans that play out there. And, uh, you know, it just shows what the world is trying to do, man. The, the world is trying to change. They're trying to make changes for the better. Some of us, on some of the stuff I feel like they're doing, it's a little bit of a reach. You know what I'm saying? I, I question the people that, that come to us and, and want us to, you know, back them about some of these things, like take this statue down uh take this monument down uh you know take this you know instagram this twitter post down i'm starting to feel like people are just starting to uh you know put their you know want stuff to be taken down just to put their name around something uh, we live in a world where people are just a bunch of attention whores excuse my french but it's true you know what i'm saying like people just love to do things for attention and there's nothing really truly behind it it's just the fact that they just want to be in a limelight they want to be able to get, you know, a whole bunch of people around them and surround them and be like, hey, look at me. Look how good of a person I am. Look how woke and self-conscious I am. You know, like, I mean, I just feel like that that is something that that bothers me. Now, if this is something that you're really fighting for, you got my you got my support. But if you're just out here and you're just trying to make a name for yourself and you using it and by um, getting these, you know, getting statues, monuments, uh uh, Twitter and Facebook posts from celebrities and stuff, you're just trying to make a name for yourself, then you get absolutely no respect for me. 
But as far as this national anthem is concerned, um, I, I think the NFL is doing the right thing, and I love the move. But for all those people out there that are just doing stuff just for attention and trying to make it seem like they're just such a good person, I, I'm not buying it. I'm not a fan. If you own a football team, NFL team, a new franchise, how would you set the team up to win the Super Bowl, if you don't mind me asking? Brian always has good questions, man. Shouts out to Brian. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, who would you uh who would your player hold on, who would your player who would it be? Um, uh, your coach also. Um, I think you're talking about who would be the coach, who would be the players on the team. Okay, man, Brian always has good questions. Excuse me, I have to drink some water, throat a little dry. But um, Brian, if I was to own the NFL team, um First off, uh, the first thing that I would do is um, I would draft the offensive lineman because I feel like the offensive lineman is uh, very, very important. Uh, I would make sure that, you know, I get the right players in place. Um, you know, I would draft the offensive lineman. Um, I'll make sure that I have a good offensive line. Then I'll make sure I have a good running game. Then I would, uh, you know, probably um, if I couldn't draft a, a, a quarterback in the first round, um, I would try to see who's out there in free agency or maybe try to get someone in the second round. Uh, but I would make sure that I have my offensive line and running game first. And then, you know what I'm saying, like in the later rounds, I would try to uh, go defense. Um, some of the guys that are out there right now, like Logan Ryan and uh, Everson Griffin, I'll probably get them out there. i put Everson Griffin for leadership. Um, I would get, uh, you know, Logan Ryan out there in the secondary. And then I'll just, you know, try to add on to the team uh, you know, as I go, uh, as far as the coach is concerned, uh, one guy that I feel like, um, I would love to coach my team, uh, without a shadow of a doubt would be Mike Tomlin. Uh, Mike Tomlin would be my head coach and not the fact that he's black, you know what I'm saying? Not it has anything to do with that. It's just the fact that I feel like Mike Tomlin is a real good players coach. He's a tough guy. He's well-respected. And I think that, um, he knows defense and the fact that I'll be focusing on, uh, offense and, and my offense for the first expansion year will probably be my strong point. I need a defensive coach in order for me to uh, compensate uh, for the fact that I might be a little bit lacking in a defensive area so I can make sure that I have a good defensive coach to get these guys in line. But that's what we, that's how I was structuring my team. But thank you, man. That's a good question. Uh, what do you think about the Redskins changing uh, their name? Uh, well, Brian, I think that, um, look, anytime you talk about offending people, uh, you know, you gotta ask the question, you know, is this my heel to down? Like, you know what I'm saying? Should I just keep the name? And I know Bill Snyder came out a couple of years ago and said that he's never going to change the name, but if it's, you know, that big of a problem, that big of an issue, uh, I just say, go ahead and change the name. You know, like it's not that big of a deal. There's, there's different ways that you can you know, talk about if you want to, you know, refer to Indians or whatever like that or Native Americans, excuse me. There are different ways you can do that. Do that. One name in particular that I brought out there, I said they should change their name from the Redskins to the tribe. Um, you know, I mean, you got the Florida State Seminoles that represent the Seminole tribe. Um, you talk about the Braves and stuff like that. You know, like, so why don't you just uh, change the name to the Washington tribe? And then that way you can be paying homage to all of the different uh, Native American 
uh, tribes that they have out there. You can even dress it up like that. You don't have to change your logo. All you have to do is just change the name. So I think that the tribe would be a really good uh, move. Um, so I heard somebody say the Warriors, but um, I'm, I don't know about that. I just feel like tribe would probably be better because, I mean, like I said, you know, you wouldn't even have to change the logo or anything. They finna play Chief Keith. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what he meant by that. Oh, I already read that one. Brian says, "What do you think with the Redskins changing their name? I think that's a good move. Uh, my gut feeling uh, tells me that Drew Brees will not retire until Tom Brady retires, so Tom wouldn't break his records. Well, I, I feel like if Drew Brees, if that's the only reason why he's playing, um, that's pretty selfish. But I don't think that's the reason why. I think Drew Brees still." feel like he can win with this team. So I think that he's going to end up retiring after this season. That's just my – I feel like he was going to retire last season. So, I mean, this, yeah, this past season. I don't think he was supposed to come back this year. But, I mean, I don't think that's the reason why he's still playing. I think he still has something left in the tank. Uh, it's It's been crazy the last few days, man. Hey, I, hey tell me about it. I, I know, man. Uh, if me or you coach the Saints, TJ – We'll go undefeated. Uh, I don't know about that, man. You know, I don't know about being undefeated or whatever like that. You know, I don't think I have all the answers, man. I'm just a guy with an opinion. I don't, I don't know if I'm right or wrong. I just give my opinion, man. Uh, Brian, like I said, Brian always has good questions, Jerry. Like every time, like shouts out to Brian. Uh, Saints fan, uh, one hundred one hundred two one says, uh, do you see Chauncey live videos? He was cursing people out for asking him about the Falcon jersey. Well, you know what I'm saying? I ain't see his live or whatever like that, but the dude young. You know, he's young, and uh, he still have a lot to learn. Um, Cam Jordan even said it. He said it to me. He said uh, that he don't know about the rivalry just yet. He's young. But, you know, I mean, it just comes with the territory. I mean, he'll learn as time go on about the Saints and the Falcon rivalry, and eventually, like, he'll, he'll change his tune. But I mean, but he still, I mean, he was a he's a rookie, you know, he's not a rookie anymore, but he's still young. That's why I said you should be a coach, TJ. Good answers, man. Well, you know, I mean, I, I guess, you know, I, I just try to think things out, man. You know, I try to be as strategic as I can. You know, if I was to, uh, you know, run a team, I try to, you know, make sure that I strategize well. That's why I feel like all uh gms and coaches need to do we need another angry runner latavius runs pretty hard but might get uh tired quick if we run the ball more diviner zigbo was a beast we let go he runs like he's on a mission uh victor look i look i get what you're saying but i haven't seen enough out of latavius murray for me to say what kind of runner he really is and i, I understand like you know we feel like there's a drop off in a running game why does this happen and we look at Mark Ingram being gone, and we look at Alvin Kamara being hurt. But Latavius Murray really didn't get an opportunity to uh, to really show what he had. And it was unfortunate, man. You know, the fact that uh, Sean Payton just did not want to run the football in certain parts of the game, um, the fact that he just gives up on a running game. And I was thinking about this before I, I, I got on the show here. And I was just thinking about all of the Saints running backs that they had in the past under Sean Payton. And we've always had an issue with running backs running for over 100 yards and stuff like that. 
And I, I mean, and it's not the fact that these guys aren't good. It's not the fact that these guys aren't talented. It's the fact that Sean Payton just does not want to commit to the run. And it's amazing to me how shocked we are. This, this will tell you everything that you need to know about the Saints running game. When we see a Saints running back run for 100 yards, it's a shock to us, no matter who it is. It can be Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray, uh, Mark Ingram. When we see them go over 100 yards, we're in shock. We're like, man, for real? That guy went over 100? And we're shocked because Sean Payton don't run the football enough. And I feel like the reason why we still are asking questions about Latavius or we're thinking about moving on from Latavius or we're saying that Latavius ain't it has a lot to do with Sean Payton's lack of commitment to the running game. And we know that he don't like running the football. I mean, just go look at the numbers. Go look at some of the numbers of, of the Reggie Bushes and the P.L. Thomas and the Mike Bells and the, you know what I'm saying, and the, and the Lionel uh, Hamiltons and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, go go back and look at some of those guys, you know what I'm saying, that ran the football. The Chris Ivories, uh, the Kyrie Robinson, the the Darren Sproul. You know, like, go go look at some of those guys and look at um, what they were doing when they left the Saints. You know what I'm saying? Some of them, you know what I'm saying, like Mark Ingram and, and Darren Sproles and, and, and Reggie Bush and, and some of these other guys. Look what they were doing, man. And, and and tell me that there's not an issue with the running game. And is it just that running back or is it Sean Payton? That's all I want to know. Uh, I'll be ripping them says, how would you make sure that the farting game was on point? Would you meet with Loomis about that? Uh, yeah, man, I would probably meet with Mick and Loomis on that, make sure that everything on up and up with that. <laughs> uh, that's what I would do. I'd be ripped. them. have a, have a, have a, um, have a conference about that, man. Cause we want to make sure that those guys are doing what they need to do in that regard. <laughs> I'd be ripping them, man. My guy, uh, Dalton Smith says, who's your favorite player that has never played for the saints? Marvin Harrison is my favorite player. Marvin Harrison is my favorite player. Um, Marvin Harrison, I, I was was a guy that I looked up to. Um, I used to eat tasty cakes before games because of him. <laughs> uh, it was a ritual that Marvin Harrison used to eat tasty cakes before every game. I used to do that. Um, and um, I, I just like the way that Marvin Harrison played, man. Marvin Harrison wasn't about, um, you know, being a center of attention. I mean, he was just about fundamentals. I, I'm just big on route runners, man. I'm not about – you know, diva receivers and stuff. But Marvin Harrison is hands down like my favorite player, you know what I'm saying, that didn't uh, play for the Saints. Uh, I have a couple more players, you know what I'm saying, that I got a lot of respect for. Uh, Russell Wilson is a quarterback that I love, man, a player that I love. I love watching Russell Wilson, you know, like I I root for Russell Wilson every time I see him play, man. Um, I would love to see Russell Wilson as a saint, you know what I'm saying? I wish like he played for the saints. I, I mean, I just got so much respect for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is my favorite active player um, outside of anybody on the saints team. Uh, Breeze needs to win the Super Bowl, man. The saints need to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, that, that's just, the saints need to win. That, that's who uh, need to win. Um, as the national anthem. Um, I don't don't know what that meant. I don't know if you added something to it, John T. I'm not sure about that. I don't know what that meant. Even before I was born, I've always heard the Washington Redskins over the years. I say stay with it. Let it go. 
Well, that's not the world we're living in, Jerry. You know, everybody is so offended by things these days. Everybody offended. Anything you say um, can and will be used against you in a court of public opinion. People ain't got nothing else to do with their lives besides going on uh, social media and stroll, 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 all the way down to eight years, uh, you know what I'm saying, eight years ago to find some of the things that you say and try to post it. Like, it is just absolutely pathetic the way society is right now. The way that people are just so thirsty for attention. They will do anything they can to try to be the person to try to discover things, to try to leak things, to try to expose things. You know, like, it, it is just absolutely ridiculous. I just think that uh, social media was the biggest blessing and the biggest curse among people because it shows society that, you know, that all you have to do is just go out here and just put something out there and you can be admired. And uh, it, it's pretty pathetic when you think about it, man. So to be honest with you, we all know that the Washington Redskins name is not that big of a deal. Everybody know that. Even the Native Americans, uh, some of them, they even did the poll. Uh, they didn't. They weren't offended by it at all. And now all of a sudden they're saying, oh, but they got this majority out here that are offended by it. And I think I heard like one of the stupidest things that I've heard in my entire life come up. I think somebody said, like, if it's 2% of people that's offended by a situation, you need to take it down. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. That's like, okay, I do a video, right? And people like, okay, you have a 1,000 people that watch the video. Um, let's just say 998 people actually like the video and two people didn't like it. So do I need to take down the video because two people didn't like it? That's absolutely ridiculous, man. No matter what you do in life. You can be out passing out turkeys on Thanksgiving. You can be out here passing out canned goods. You can be out here, you know, giving money away. There's always going to be a few people out there that are going to not like what you do. So that's just what it is. I mean, it, it is just absolutely ridiculous, you know. So, but that's the world we live in. Do you think the players are better today than back in the day when you started watching football with your grandma? Or your mother, do you think the players today are, in fact, uh, better? Um, well, let's see. Are they better? I think as far as, like, conditioning and stuff like that, yeah, they're better. They're more faster. They're stronger, you know, because there's different uh, type of uh, nutrition and diet that they could use versus back in the day. But um, I like football today. You know, like, football back in the days was exciting, but – I like football better today than I liked back then. And I like basketball back then more than I like uh, basketball today, you know, because I feel like these guys in the NBA are a little bit soft in my opinion. But that's another story for another day. Uh, do you think the players are better in the day of age or back in the day when you used to watch with your family? Yeah, um, today. They're better today. Oh, I can see it now. TJ Jones, Saints head coach. You're truly an assistant coach. Uh I don't know about that, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about being no head coach. I don't think I can coach anybody. That's just my honest opinion. I don't think that can happen. Darren Sproles, thank you very much for the $2. He said, yep, watch my old stuff. Uh, Y'all might learn something. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, Darren. Man, we miss you in the that Nation, man. You really uh, brought a spark to the team and uh, wish y'all could have worked some things out and you didn't have to go to Philly uh let's see let's go back down uh i'm native i ain't tripping about the washington redskins 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, you know, echo your sentiments, uh, Joe. You know, a lot of people don't, aren't uh, offended by it, you know. But like you say, we live in a world today is about is an overreaction uh, world we living in today. Uh, do you like drinking Diet Coke before the game? Um, honestly, I don't like drinking Diet Coke at all. You know, like uh, I try to stay away from Cokes or anything like that or anything that could have uh, a sugar, you know what I'm saying? Like a, anything with sugar in there, a sugar substitute. Um, I'm pre-diabetic or whatever, so I, I try to stay away from sugar. Was one of the reasons why, you know, I end up like uh, toning down, working out all the time. So I, t- I try to stay away from uh, artificial sweeteners and sweeteners as well. So <laughs> Latavius can't eat uh, if given a chance, but another run runner will uh, give defense another guy to worry about, another running back to wear down defense. But I agree, Sean needs to trust Latavius. He needs to trust Dwayne Washington as well, man. Dwayne Washington can be a part of that. Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray punch. Um, uh, Dwayne Washington runs pretty well when he comes in the game. Call it, uh, call it garbage time all you want to, but it is what it is. Go to the max, Pepsi Max. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I just, I just drank water, man. As y'all, y'all probably see on videos, I just drank water and I'm fine with that. Do you think Jameis will be? in packages certain plays like how Taysom was last year with the defense uh mike you want to be careful with how many quarterbacks that you're using i think the saints use uh Taysom mill because of the interesting dynamic he brings um if you notice the saints didn't really put teddy bridgewater in packages or anything like that so i don't expect them to do the same thing uh with Jameis. um i feel like Jameis really legitimately is going to be a backup quarterback maybe he'll come into the game uh, probably for a pass play, you know, probably later on down the line or something, but I don't think it's going to be a reoccurring thing like how you see Taysom. Uh, tank for Trey Lance. Uh, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one, man. Uh, do you think we will uh, implement the three-headed monster like we did our Super Bowl year? Uh, Randy, that would be smart if they did. It, it would be really smart. You know, the 49ers did it uh the baltimore ravens did it last season uh so i mean i don't see why not you know that that wear down a wear down a defense so i don't see a reason why you shouldn't uh how do you feel about deuce McAllister? um i think deuce McAllister is um, one of the greatest saints running backs of all time um i have a lot of respect for deuce McAllister. uh he was a good solid runner he was tough um you know what I'm saying he was a, a battering ram uh, i think that uh, the saints relied on him for a long time and uh, he has a lot of respect, you know, and he deserves the respect. Um, to me, he's, he might be the best running back in Saints history. You know, like, you know, I mean, I think Mark Ingram um, later on gave him a run for his money. But uh, I think as of right now, I think that a lot of people would consider him as the greatest Saints running back of all time. Uh, if it were the Washington Agent Skins, I'd be <laughs> – I'll be flattered and proud. Well, (laughs) I don't think a lot of people feel like that. (laughs) I think the offensive players back in the day were mentally tougher because they allowed the D to play uh, D back uh, yards were harder to come by. I agree with that. Um, They they were back. They were more mentally tough because (laughs) if they wasn't, they would get their head taken off. That's why, you know, these rules right now, cater to these guys out here man you can go out there 
you can go over the middle these days. Back in the day, not so much. They will kill you. Jack says, I'm drinking Diet Coke right now. I think I will GP back to traditional Coke. Uh, well, uh, like I said, man, my, grand my grandmother, she loves Diet Coke and all that kind of stuff, man. But me personally, I'm not a fan. Dennis Allen needs to be on the hot seat. That's an interesting take. And if the defense doesn't improve, you might have a point there, Dalton, if he, if it doesn't improve this year. Redskins can change their name, but they shouldn't change the uniforms. Only team that wears burgundy. I don't think they're going to change their uniform. And I think they might change their logo very little if they get the right name. Like I said, the tribe. If it was the tribe, they wouldn't have to change it. Imagine if we could get Marshawn Lynch. People say he too old, but look what he did in that 49ers game. Well, that's just one game, and um, I don't know, man. I'm just not a, like Marshawn Lynch. Uh, I don't know. I, I just wonder how much do he still want it? You know, what I'm saying like I, he's already financially secure. He's already got his Super Bowl. Uh, you know, he saved all his uh his uh, NFL checks, so he done made over sixty million dollars in his career. So I mean, what is he really playing for? Not much, you know. So if you got a guy like that, I don't know if you want him to still be out there. Would you consider Davenport a poor manager, Davion Clowney? No, I would I would consider uh Marcus Davenport, Marcus Davenport, and Jadavion Clowney, Jadavion Clowney, because Jadavion Clowney hasn't done anything. Um we're we're we want him on the Saints team, but Jadavion Clowney hasn't done anything for us to be jumping and hitting backflips if he comes through the door. You know, like, I can understand if this was somebody I don't know, um, like uh, even J.J. White, even though he's been injured. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, look, can we get J.J. White? Or if somebody be like, man, you know what I'm saying? Like Aaron Donald, like somebody like that. But Jadavion Clown doesn't deserve all this fanfare, bro. I mean, he don't deserve it. You know, like this guy's never had double-digit sacks in his entire career. And keep in mind, you play opposite of J.J. White. Okay, a guy who has led the league in sacks on several occasions, and yet you can't even be one-on-one? -on -one? Like, come on, man, give me a break. So I definitely wouldn't even put Davenport in the same category with Jadavion Clowney. To me, that would be a disservice to Marcus Davenport, who, in my opinion, played much better in his first two seasons than Jadavion Clowney did because <laughs> Jadavion Clowney was hurt his first two years. So Aaron Glenn should be on a high seat. Turn your head around, DB. Exactly. You need to work on a technique. I'll tell you that. Josh and Jesus said, uh, you missed a good super chat, bro. Um, did I miss a super chat? Oh, Diet Coke. He says, you got a problem with me, fool? <laughs> Thank you very much, Diet Coke, for the $2. Uh, man, uh, no, I ain't got no problem with you, Diet Coke. You know, it's just the fact that... Uh, mm, I just want to be here for my son and I don't want to be in a hospital having a heart attack or a stroke because uh, my blood sugar too high. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, artificial sweeteners and sweeteners, I try to stay away from. That's just what it is. OK, um, being a pre-diabetic, I'm at a point where I can actually turn this situation around by, you know, eating right and exercising and stuff like that. So I'm sorry, Diet Coke. No disrespect to you, but I got to be here uh, for my son. I want to be able to uh, see him uh, get married one day. Okay, so sorry. How many hours do you train per day? Um, 
probably like two hours. Uh, I play. This is what I do. I play a lot of basketball. You know what I'm saying? I play like I go to the gym. I play basketball. I go run up and down the court. Okay, um, that right there serves as my cardio. And also, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm jumping and stuff like that. I'm getting up in the air and, you know, like that that helps with your knees and joints and stuff like that. And then I go lift weights for about 45 minutes. You know what I'm saying? I don't do nothing like too crazy or anything like that. Um, You know, I just go up and do some bench pressing and I just work on my core area. It, so and I, I just don't eat any like sh- any sugary uh, products. Uh, sugar is something that, that hold you hold on to. Uh, when when you you know gain weight or whatever and sugar is it goes out your body really really slow and it also can turn into love handles and stuff like that you know what i'm saying and it and it hardens up you know what i'm saying to a point where when you try to lose uh love handles of body fat it's really hard for you to do so um probably like i said about two hours you know i try to work out most of it just has something to do with me uh running up and down the court and i, I just lift weights like i said for about 45 minutes no nothing too crazy there is uh no all standing running back right now in the nfl um uh derrick henry is <laughs> derrick henry's one uh how do you deal with trying to keep focused when you don't feel motivated um that's very simple man i, I just try to find reasons to be motivated um it's very easy for me to find motivation these days because the one thing that I do is every single night, man, I look at my beautiful fiance and my son and I think about how I want to be there for them. So it would be selfish of me to go out here and just binge and be eating cakes and 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 all these sugary products when I know for a fact it can cause me to, well, lose my life. Um, that's enough motivation for me. Um, the thing, the advice I would give to anybody that's trying to lose weight or trying to work out is this is what it is. Rome wasn't built in a day. I feel like a lot of people be thinking they go to the gym one day and all of a sudden they want to be Schwarzenegger. Or even after a week, you know, you might not get the results that you want and you start to feel discouraged. Understand that Rome wasn't built in a day. If you consistently go to the gym, if you consistently go to the gym, um, make a commitment to go, you will get the results that you want. But just take your time and pace yourself, man. Just don't worry about going up in there, you know, trying to, you know, looking at other people and what they're doing, focus on what you want to do. I think a, a lot of people get discouraged when they go to the gym, too, because, you know, they start looking at other people and how much they lifting. And, and then they feel like they got to lift the same thing or close to it or it make them not want to come back because they feel like they're they're not in that particular lane. But, man, just build your own lane. Find your own motivation. Rather be your family, rather just be that you want to uh, live your life better. And uh, just just go from there. But don't let anybody set your pace for you. Do that for yourself. Um, that's the best advice I can give to you. Let's see. Uh, Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins are listed as the top 10 safety tandems. They should be because they're both really good. <laughs> I haven't had soda and pop in five years. Well, that's the first, you know, that's the first thing. If you get rid of like uh, carbonated sodas, um, you know what I'm saying? And carbonated drinks, you straight, you know, like that, that's the, that's the, that's the hard part. Okay. And, and not, you know, eating a whole bunch of potato chips and all that kind of stuff that, that stuff right there will kill you. That, that'll really mess you up. But like I said, man, if you want to lose weight, if you want to 
you know, have a, a different lifestyle, then that's how you want to do it. Just focus on what you need to focus on. That's what I do. You know, I don't care about going up in there, you know, trying to lift 400 pounds or anything like that. I go up in there and I do my thing. And I'm telling you, man, I've lost. Let me see. I was 232 pounds as of today. I'm 202 pounds. So I lost 30 pounds. So all I did was just basically just pace myself. You know, I noticed like the first couple of times when I was running up and down the court, I was getting tired. Now it's like, man, I got my energy back. I got my stamina back. And um, it helps me out a lot. I wasn't built in a day, you bums. Get cracking. <laughs> Rome, thank you very much for the $2. <laughs> but, I mean, y'all got to listen to Rome, man. Like you said, he wasn't built in a day now. Y'all go out there and, and do what you got to do in order for you to uh, get the results that you want, man. And that's not just an, uh, that's not just for working out either. That's life. Um, you know, you you want to be able to put your best foot forward. You know, try your best. Dedicate yourself. You know, people ask me all the time. You know, about man, what made you start this podcast and all that. You know, and and how you you know started to get people and subscribers. I'm like, I didn't think about it. You know, I just uh, turn the camera on. I just start talking, and you know, people if they want to be interested in what I'm saying or they want to pay attention to it, it's fine. You know, like you can't just, you know, say I want to be a big star and all of a sudden just go out of there or go out the house and you just walking down the street and just so happened that you walk past a movie director and he says, those eyes, those cheekbones, I'm going to make you a star. Like that works on TV, you know, like, but in real life, man, you just got to, you got to pace yourself, you know, just continue to, I, one movie I really liked was the Shawshank Redemption. And, um, you know, Tim Robbins, who played the guy Andy Dufresne. And, um, you know, at the end of the movie, you know, he ended up escaping from Shawshank Prison. Now, some of you probably know already watched the movie. I'm sure it was a classic. But he basically drilled through the wall with a small uh, pitchfork that was about a pickaxe about that small. And he was in jail for 18 years, okay? You know, but that that was a huge message that was uh, that was left for that, you know, because of that movie. It was the fact that, you know, it wasn't how fast he was going. He just had the intentions on one day being free. Uh, so the point that I'm trying to make is, you know, your ideas may start off as small as that pickaxe. But if you keep on hitting that wall, eventually, you know, what I'm saying you're going to start chipping away at it and you're going to find yourself in a wide hole you're going to be able to fit through that wide hole of success so you know don't focus on how big the pitchfork is if andy dufresne would have been like man i ain't never gonna get through here you know but he did and um if you continue to be like man i ain't gonna never reach my potential most likely you won't but uh if you have that type of determination where you're like okay i'm building towards something I want to do something special. I'm going to be something special, and I'm going to claim that. Eventually, it's going to happen for you. Uh, I know how I am. I weighed 206 pounds back around Thanksgiving uh, of last year, and now I'm down to about 170. Man, congratulations to you, man. Keep on grinding, man. Uh, uh, like I said, that's what it's about, man, getting the results that you want. Keep keep moving forward, folks. Uh. 
we should try to get uh that girl <laughs> on the black and blue report uh on your podcast and talk uh to her uh she has good insight on the new orleans saints uh on a black and blue report um let me see the black and blue report is she the girl that worked for the saints is she the oh i think it, i think you're talking about that girl that worked for the saints i think she's like a i think she's like a i don't know if she's like middle eastern or something like that i'm not sure but she always be with uh john DeShazer, i think I, I think that's who you're talking about have a great night uh you have a really nice content your live stream feel pretty natural um i came here to troll but stay for the good content <laughs> uh jack man thank you very much man and come back anytime my brother you know what i'm saying like you know you ain't got a troll i mean we we talk about saints but we talk about life as well man so come on back man you know we'd love to have you you know that's how we do things we uh we discuss we talk about football we even talk about life man everybody out here it's basically a family man i mean sometimes you know you know we talk about sports but sometimes you know we might hit a a, a section of the a show where we have a therapy session you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but come on back man we really enjoyed it uh brian says what do you think about stephen a smith oh uh, i think stephen a smith is a is very good at what he does um i don't I don't think that Stephen A. Smith uh, buys into what he's actually selling. I think he's a caricature. I think he's a parody. I think that he knows what works for him. He knows what those uh, producers want to hear and see at ESPN, and he just follows suits. Um, and, and in the process, he's uh, making about $10 million a year. So, I mean, a little bit of step and fetch it um, type mentality he has. And by step and fetch it, for those that don't know, um, you know, I just feel like, um, he, he he has a little bit of a sellout uh, soul in him a little bit. You know, I think he'll sell his soul uh, for the right price. But, um, you know, when I say step and fetch it, uh, step and fetch it was a guy back in the 1920s. He used to do something called minstrel shows. Uh, and it was a, what they call a stereotypical uh, black, uh, you know, actor at that time. He used to be like, yes, yeah, no, yes, boss. Our shows are do it, boss. You know, like that's kind of what I see when I see Stephen A. Smith, you know. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, he act like he, you know, he can't be touched. He can't be moved. But as soon as he do something, those uh, producers call him uh, in the room and he apologizes with hat in hand. Um, I don't feel like a guy like that can really just, uh, you know, step out there in the forefront and be like, oh, I'm no nonsense. After you apologize after every controversial thing that you really, truly say. Uh, I'm getting away from Cokes and I'm uh, getting hooked now on hot sauce and hot peppers i tell what it helps my heart and my blood pressure is very healthy yeah a lot of people don't realize that man um that kind of stuff is pretty healthy you know saying a good alternative now pasta and stuff like that not so much because it actually can turn into sugar so you might want to stay away from stuff like that but nevertheless you know it's uh you know those type of things are good for you exactly tj look at tom brady dude doesn't have a shred of talent but will go down as one of the all-time greats that's where hard work will get you <laughs> uh josh and jesus I, I felt all assault over there man all assault speaking of which you ain't responded to my email yet man i'm sorry uh josh man i'm i'm extremely uh i've been extremely busy man uh this has been a three three-day weekend uh, being with my son and stuff like that, I ain't really been having time to really truly check emails. 
and not to mention at work they're having a, a, a pandemic right now in myrtle beach they had a press conference with the governor i had to record man it's been crazy man you know like i said uh you know but um, balancing between being a father work and doing this you know i feel bad you know i really don't be having the time to really just reach out to individuals the way i want to but i, I promise you i'm gonna get to it man i, I promise you i i check matter of fact i'm not just saying that i get i get to it when when i get off of here i, I read your email uh where would you rank our cornerbacks and safeties and uh well how would you rank our quarterback and safety duos um, I think they're pretty high. You know, I would rank them probably in the top 10 uh, if they stay healthy. You know, that's always the key. You know, you can look good on paper, but um, when one guy goes down and he's replaced by a guy that isn't remotely on his level, it brings down the credibility of your secondary. So I think they're pretty good. I agree with you about the step and fetch it comment. Yeah, man. Um, I just feel like he on that on that Sambo stuff, man. I, I feel like uh, he knows what works for him. I know he think he knows what the uh what the producers and stuff like that want and he just follows suit. Do you think Gail Benson has a hard job running the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans compared to her husband uh when he was doing it? Uh what is your take on that? Uh I think Gail Benson uh, does a good job staying out of the way, you know. I think we get a, a misconception of what owners actually are because we look at people uh like Jerry Jones who's always in the spotlight. Uh, we look at people, um, you know, like, uh, you know, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks or Mark Cuban. We look at those guys and we're like, OK, man, these guys are always in a, in a limelight. And we think that that's what the owner is supposed to do. But that's not true. She does a good job of staying out of the way. She does a good job of realizing what she doesn't know. And she has the right people in place in order for them to uh, get things done. So that's what you need to do as an owner. All you got to do is just focus, you know, and. Go out there and wave and smile when need be and make sure that your uh, organization doesn't go under. That's it. I'm going to eat some cheesecake to all this healthy talk. <laughs> well, do your thing, man. But uh, whenever you're ready to, you know, you know, stop eating the cheesecake and all that kind of stuff, man, you know, just let me know. And I try to give you some tips, whatever I can. Uh, you ain't responded to me either. Uh, Gabriel. Um. I don't know why, man. Like I said, I apologize. You know, I know people, you know, I, I know sometimes people might take that stuff, you know, literal or something like that. But, you know, I, mean, I wish you don't. That's all I can tell you. You know, I don't do anything intentionally. You know, I don't do anything intentionally or try to big league anybody. Any Anybody that knows me knows that pretty much. You know, I try to respond to people. So, you know, I can't respond to everybody sometimes because if, you know, sometimes when I do respond to people, I look and I see like, you know, 15, 20 different emails and I want to be able to get people attention. I want to be able to get people undivided attention. I want to just answer people emails and just be like, oh, it's because I answer you. You know, like, nah, man, you know, I want to make sure that I'm giving people their respect. So it's not the fact that I don't want to pick, you know what I'm saying? I don't listen or pay attention to people's emails that's not the case but i can't answer everybody at the same time and i'm not going to disrespect you by just looking at your email and just giving you a yes or a no when you took the time out to give me a long in-depth statement like i hate that you know what i'm saying like i hate when people give me like long in-depth statements or i, I give someone a long in-depth statement and somebody responds to me yes or no like 
you know, if it required, if it's, it requires a yes or no, that's cool. But I don't want to be like that to anybody. So I would rather somebody be mad at me that I didn't answer the email than to me to answer the email and just blow it off. Do you prefer a traditional punching bag or a, a Bob dummy? Um, I'll say a traditional punching bag, a traditional one. Uh, let me see. Caroline uh, Gonzalez is one that be with John DeShazer on the Saints app. Okay, okay, okay. That's what that is. Yeah, yeah. I, I know she be after the games too. Got a pretty good job there. This guy has a life too besides sports. Give him a chance. He's a working man. Uh, he's got a wife. He got kids. You people have to respect him. He does a favor. He doesn't have to do his spot. Well, no, nah, I don't want to be like that, Brian. Like, nah, man. I don't want it to be like that. You know, I don't want people to think that I don't care. You know, I don't want nobody to think I don't care. And and that, and that's the thing. That's the reason I don't respond. Like that. That's the reason. That's the reason I don't respond to people when I know for a fact. When, I, I promise you, I'm, I'll tell you what I do. If I'm looking at a, if I'm looking at an inbox and I, I see somebody like reach out to me, um, let me see. I'm I'm trying to see who I can I can name, like. I, I, I won't put nobody's name out there because I won't put nobody on front street. But if somebody inboxes me and I see that they, you know, reach out to me and they say, thank you, man. I enjoy your podcast and stuff like that. I would feel like a straight up jerk that they'd be like, I like your podcast. I want to know how you feel about Alvin Kamara or, or Drew Brees. And I'm just put they good. I think they're going to have a good season. Yeah, they're going to be they're going to be OK. Like, nah, man, you took the time out after a show and said to me like man i appreciate it i want to show you that i appreciate your sentiments like and i would rather somebody be mad at me to a point where they're like man he didn't respond to me and you know what I'm saying for me to just blow you off it's just not happening i'm sorry i, I would take that i would die i would die on that sword um why would antonio brown go to the bucks if they um have nothing but receivers well I mean, opportunity to play with Tom Brady. I mean, he liked playing with Tom in New England for 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 those two minutes he did. So why not? Uh, Gabriel says I respect that, bro. Yeah, man, I'm just trying to do. You know what I'm saying? I just want to make sure I do people right. His family is more important than us, man. Everybody is important. You know what I'm saying? I love my family and stuff like that. I, I have a I have a a, a huge uh, level of love for everybody here. And you know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, I, I'm not that type of person. I ain't on no big league type stuff. I feel, I, I'll never be like that. Hard work. Thank you for the $2. He says, ride with me and you'll achieve your dreams. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hard work for the $2. I appreciate that, man. Brian Upkin says, was Norman Hans the strongest, uh, the strongest man in the NFL during his time uh, playing with the uh, New Orleans? Uh, Norman Hand. Okay, you talking about Norman Hand? Him thinking about Norman Hands. I'm like Norman. You talking about Big Norman Hand? Yeah, Big Norman Hand. Man, he was a he was a pretty a pretty big man. You know, I actually seen him in person. I remember when I was working at the Gentillywood Mall. Gentillywood Mall out there, Chef Man. My 12th grade year, I was going to Carver High School, and I was working at Foot Action. And Norman Hand came up in there and bought some T-shirts. That's what I that's what I'm saying, man. So, you know, I, man, he's a huge dude, man. That was a big man. Rest in peace, man. I know he passed away. So rest in peace to Norman Hand. 
TJ schedule. Thank you very much for the two dollars. He said, "Trust me, y'all. I keep TJ running." <laughs> Thank you very much, TJ schedule man, for uh, uh, looking out for your boy man and cleaning things up. I really appreciate that, TJ schedule. Uh, inevitable expertise says, "I think we should have let Pete go and kept Warford." Mm, that's an interesting statement. I think the thing that saved Andrew Speed over Larry Warford was the age. Thing uh Andrew Speed is nothing but 25 years old, and Larry Wolford, I think maybe 29, almost 30. So Louisiana Hot Boy says happy fourth, everybody. Yeah, man. Happy fourth to you as well, brother. Uh, do you expect big, big things from uh Emmanuel Sanders this coming season? Yeah, man. If he stay healthy, you know, I mean I knew he had some knee injuries uh, over the past couple of years, man. So if he stays healthy, um, I do expect big things from him. Uh, 985 Live says, what's up, TJ? Man, what's going on, 985 Live? Appreciate you uh, for checking out the live. Man, boy, I'm about to go ahead and get up out of here, man, but I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, thank you all so much for, uh, you know, supporting the podcast. Uh, you can check out the podcast uh, on YouTube.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast for those that are new. Please subscribe to the channel. Also, Facebook.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast, um, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio is also where you can find that. And um, also, I said I was going to talk about Jameis Winston tonight. Jameis Winston uh, um, put out a video. He put out a video of him throwing a football. I mean, he looked really good, man. He was throwing a football in his backyard. Um, he was throwing a football at a, at a net. You know what I'm saying? Net was about 20, 30 yards away. I mean, he had zip on his passes. I mean, he showed off a very uh, sleek and slender frame. You know, he, he cut down on, on a, you know, he, he lost a lot of weight, man. He's look, he's looking ready um, to be, um, you know, with the New Orleans Saints and, and also try to change his career up, man. So y'all can check that out on Facebook.com. Search The State of the Saints Podcast. I got the video up on the page, man. Uh, TJ Hat says, you ashamed to show my face. <laughs> thank you very much for the two dollars no i'm not man i'm not ashamed to show your face man that's me right there you know what i'm saying like this is the unapologetic hat these are my official hats man of my podcast entitled the unapologetic podcast man um i was bringing that podcast back in the next couple weeks y'all be on the lookout for that uh we're not going to be talking about sports uh, on that podcast we're going to be mostly talking about life uh, we're going to be talking about things that are going on. We're going to be talking about family. We're going to be talking about mental health. So if you want to, you know, be able to be a part of that podcast, you don't, you know, want to uh, talk about sports all the time, feel free, man. The Unapologetic Podcast will be coming back in a few weeks. But once again, Jameis Winston video is available um, on the Facebook page of the State of the Saints podcast. Much love to each and every one of you, man. You all have a uh, blessed night, blessed morning, wherever you are right now. And until next time, all I got to say is, who that?